Welcome to the Empowered Spirit Show. This is your host, Terry Ann Hyman. I'll explore the connection to the human spirit in a way that helps to navigate your life, including crisis. I am passionate about helping you to open up to your intuition and the metaphysical world of spirit to find your confidence and your own inner guidance. Take a pause, be inspired, learn ways to show up focused, centered, and more dynamic in your everyday life. Welcome back to the Empowered Spirit Show. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me today. This episode is being brought to you by Forecast Salon, located in Homewood, Alabama. Forecast is a hair salon on a mission to shape a movement in the beauty industry, focusing on education, fashion, and creativity. Forecast strives to train stylists with the latest in education to provide their guests with the latest trends. Follow them on Instagram at Forecast Salon or find them online with their online store at ForecastSalon.com and check out their latest in stylist innovation at Club Forecast Salon on Instagram. As this podcast goes to air, we are moving through the release phase of this last full moon of winter, offering you the opportunity to release old patterns. You may notice this through your emotional body, which affects your mental body. We can get caught in the throes of winter, feeling stuck, isolated, and even lonely. There is a lot of this going on in humanity. Feelings of being a victim to life circumstances, which can only take you deeper and deeper into this dark shadow energy. Know that you're not alone. Many are feeling this too. Winter can create a cocoon of energy, like a huge big blanket. But now is the time to start opening up that blanket, shifting your habits, noticing the emotions and how they are affecting the mind. Our mindset is crucial right now. And it's not about bypassing these feelings, but rather about shining light on them and bringing them forward. What are the habits that you're perpetuating? I know I've been talking about the bless her heart, poor Terry energy that was showing up at night for me. There were these little outbursts of energy. And so I named it. I recognized her. I loved her. And now she hasn't been showing up as much. And when she does start to appear, I bring her forward and we shift the pattern quickly. There is strength coming forward from this. Patterns are changing. And this is how we begin to unwind these patterns and repattern the brain. Do you find yourself stuck in old patterns? Are you caught in limited beliefs that you just keep churning over and over and over? Does the winter have you stuck in a low vibration of energy? Perhaps now is the time for an energy clearing session. Have you gotten away from your spiritual practice? Or maybe you don't have one at all. I do have some opening spaces for my private mentoring Empowered Spirit program, a program where I help you repattern and learn tools and techniques to break free to empower your body, mind, emotions, and spirit. Schedule a spiritual makeover breakthrough call with me, and let's see what the number one thing is that you can do to break out of winter and release these old patterns. Take a leap in consciousness and try to understand that everything you've experienced is serving your evolution in some way. It is teaching you something, and even though it may be heart-wrenching and painful, it is helping your energy evolve. It is helping your soul's growth one experience at a time. It's important to believe that you can break through and create a change. How you adapt is a big part of this. This last part of winter is the time to do this work. How can you shift the energy in your aura? What are you continuing to perpetuate? What are you attracting into your life? 
Schedule a session with me and let's bring light to whatever it is going on with you. The links to schedule will be in the show notes. In today's episode, my guest, Brandi Gilmore, reinforces this entire message in her book, Master Your Mind and Energy to Heal Your Body. You can be your own cure. Her story is miraculous and very empowering. She had both a car accident and then a fall, which had changed her entire life. On her better days, she relied on a wheelchair, walker, or cane to venture outside. However, on her worst days, she was confined to her bed. Doctors had given up on her, telling her there was no cure. Despite the failures, Brandy refused to give up. She knew that the placebo effect had been scientifically proven, demonstrating that the mind could, in fact, influence the physical body. This realization fueled her determination to uncover the how. In this episode, we talk about the power of the mind, optimism, subtle emotions that affect our being, biophotons, light, how pain shows up, past life, being present, and the ways in which you can heal yourself and create new neuropathways. Before we begin, let's take a moment to pause and breathe and set an intention for where you are right now. So wherever you are, if you can, close your eyes. Taking a nice deep inhale, breathing up the body. And as you exhale, just call all your energy into you. Taking another deep inhale. And as you exhale, breathing all the way back down, call in your spirit. Feel the spiritual body aligning right on top of the physical, the emotional, the mental bodies, centering, grounding. Taking another deep inhale, breathing up the body. And as you exhale, bring in the awareness right into the deepest part of your heart. Right into the deepest part. Feel that connection, your spirit and the greater spirit, source, creator. Know that you are loved, guided, protected. Feeling all this energy coming in around you, supporting you. Taking a moment as we call in the masters, the teachers. Calling in the archangels for joy and love. Calling in the crystal beings for amusement, magnification. Calling in your higher self. Feel the alignment coming in for you as you take this time and notice where you are on this great wheel of life. Notice this last part of the season. Where is your spirit? Are you stuck? Are you awakening? Are you inspired by your life? Feeling all this energy in the deepest part of your heart, setting an intention for you right now. See it, hear it, feel it, know it and allow the elevated emotions how you want to feel to radiate out all around you 
creating this uplifting vibration of energy for you and your path. Taking another deep inhale and exhale all the way down, grounding this energy, feeling the strength of your solar plexus, feeling the heart opening and feeling the power of your third eye. Focusing your energy and as you're ready, blinking the eyes back open, coming back. Brandy Gilmore, my guest today, is a researcher and mind-body healing expert who has been captivating audiences worldwide with her incredible ability to demonstrate radical healing using only the mind. She has even shown visual proof of the power of the mind using medical thermal imaging. Due to these breakthrough results, her case studies have been published in a prestigious medical journal. She has also delivered a mind-expanding TEDx talk and has been featured in several documentaries. Now she is releasing her brand new cutting-edge book, Master Your Mind and Energy to Heal Your Body, where she shares the hidden research that is the key to her success. Several researchers and doctors have referred to Brandy's new book as a must-read. It holds an incredible missing key to healing. The reality is that our minds possess an extraordinary ability to heal far beyond the placebo, and Brandy's new book helps the reader understand the missing link to mind-body healing and provides a simple step-by-step process on how we can all access the hidden potential of our minds. So let us welcome Brandy to the show. Welcome, Brandy. Thank you. It is so wonderful to connect with you, Terry. Yes, thank you. And what an interesting story you have. Oh, my goodness. Life-changing. <laughs> <In many ways. laughs> it is definitely life-changing, which we will get into. But before we do jump into your book, Master Your Mind and Energy to Heal Your Body, let's take a moment and just tell our listeners a little bit about what happened to you. You know, uh, basically, I was living a full life, working in network engineering operations, and uh, and I had a, an accident. And technically, I had two. I had a car accident, and then I had a fall, and I fell just right, just wrong, however you want to say it. Uh, but I went from living a full life to being injured and uh, wheelchair walker cane, you know, on a good day, I could get out with a wheelchair walker or cane. Um, on a bad day, I didn't make it out of bed. And I was on morphine for years, just in extreme pain. And my doctor said that there was nothing that they could do for me. Incredible. And many people would stay there thinking there was nothing they could do. At the beginning, that's kind of where I was. I was in that place of, of, you know, waiting for the next specialist. So, you know, I, the last thing I thought was my mind or my energy could heal my body. And it just didn't make sense to me at the time. And, and so I was, you know, in this determined mode of, well, let me talk to the next doctor or the next specialist. And, and, you know, it was kind of like that feeling of feeling like, well, if this is not working, let me talk to your manager type of feeling, who else can I talk to? And, and so I ended up getting to this research hospital and eventually they got me into this study. And I thought, you know, oh my gosh, I'm going to, you know, this is it. Like, I'm going to get my life back because that's what I've been hoping is that somebody would invent something 
And so the, the, I counted down to the days to the study. I felt like a kid counting down the days for Christmas. And eventually the study came, I went to the hospital and uh, they wheeled me in my wheelchair and got me all set up. And basically a long story short, the doctor came into the room for the study and he looked at me and he reassessed my chart and he evaluated me and he said, you know, Miss Gilmore, I don't really expect that you're going to heal from this. You can't be part of the study. And I was crushed. I felt like I swallowed a tennis ball. I just, my, I just, I was holding back the tears or trying to, it wasn't working well. Uh, but the next memory I have is I'm laying in my bed and I don't even want to open my eyes. It's just like, what's the point? There's just no, I can't live like this. And then this thought or this voice came into my mind and, and was said, you know, but what about the placebo? And it's a known fact that our bodies can actually, a certain percentage of people can get results from the placebo, from the mind or the nocebo, where our minds can believe something negative and, and, and it can negatively impact us. And so it sent me on this journey to understand how the mind worked. And then came with this awareness of energy and, and how to get results. And, uh, and it changed my entire life. Mm. Yeah. So that almost seems too like like a message from spirit, that whole idea of the placebo effect. I mean, I know that's part of studies, like you do some do drugs, some do the placebo. But for you then to take that idea and just like have this epiphany, like, wait a minute. Exactly. And so I did that, but I thought it was all about belief at the time. So I was like convincing and forcing myself to believe I was already healed. And it wasn't working. <laughs> and then I came across something called the open label placebo, which is exactly like it sounds. It's open labels so both the doctor and the patient both know it's a placebo and it can still work and it made me realize Ooh. it wasn't all about belief and really got me I delved into the awareness that how much our minds can actually influence our energy and one of the things that was really pivotal to me also was this is that people with multiple personality disorder could have different ailments when they're in different personalities. They could, there's a, a well-known case of a woman who was actually blind in some personalities, but not others, but you know, asthma in one personality, but not in another. And, and so it made me really un, like start to realize how much our minds really can impact our, our illness, our body, our pain, all of that. Um, and it just made me want to figure out how does this work? And, um, and it's just incredible. Yeah, that is fascinating when you look at that. My older sister is a clinical psychologist, works with multiple personalities. And we've had those conversations many times. Different accents, some wear glasses, some don't, how you distinguish. So it does show mm -hmm. what the mind can is that do. Different yeah. blood pressure, different uh, heart rate. I mean, all of these things. It's it's uh, it's incredible. And, and that was really pivotal for me. And then, you know, then there was all this research, you know, we know that stress affects the physical body, or even there are studies with people after surgery, who if they're in a state of optimism, heal faster, improve cellular proliferation, um, people who are optimistic can even live up to 15% longer. I mean, there's all of these studies around optimism. And even after surgery, if somebody's got a lot of fear or anger or negativity, it shows that healing is slower or there's more complications, higher rate of rehospitalization. So all of these things 
Um, and then I started, as I started researching the mind and how it worked, I began to find research that shows that our mind actually can influence our energy. Now, a lot of people think energy is just a spiritual notion, but it's actually medically documented in databases that are run by the Smithsonian and Harvard and under the NASA agreement. So there's all of this research that most people think, you know, that energy is just woo. They think it's just woo. Let's call it what it is. I deal with this all the time. Right? Yes, I'm a Reiki teacher. And there is that element of spirit in Reiki. And it has kept research from being able to come forward, although there is more now. But yeah, I hear you. I hear you. It is part of it. But this. actually, there are studies. For example, there are studies on biophotons. So um, so are you, you're, so basically, biophotons, very simply... Um, an easy way to think about it is like this, is the photons, it, think about photons simply first. If you think about a light bulb, it emits photons or the sun emits photons. So it's a particle of light. And basically the body emits biophotons, which are little particles of light. Now they're invisible, but basically in short, our bodies are emitting this light energy. Now what's fascinating about this light energy is that there are actually studies that show that different illnesses have different light energy connected to them. And again, going back to the whole woo-woo thing uh, that a lot of people think that energy is just woo-woo, the man who discovered this light energy was nominated for a Nobel Prize 11 times and actually also won the quote-unquote Nobel Prize for Russia. So it's a USSR or Stalin Prize. But Point being is that while a lot of people think it's not real, it's very much real. And and to be technically uh, correct about it, when he discovered it, and his name is Alexander Gerswich, when he discovered it in 1923, he initially called it mitogenetic radiation. And so, but either way, so now the name changed, it's called biophotons, but point being is for a hundred years, We've known that the body emits light energy, or some of us have known. Um, and so some people have known. And so it's, it's quiet information. And, uh, and so what's also incredible is that our own minds, research, documented research has shown that our own minds can actually influence this light energy. And that's pretty incredible. It is very incredible. And you're speaking my language for sure. I mean, I've been studying light and color for years sitting in it. I have it all over my house because it affects our moods and it can lift our vibration. So for me, it was one of the ways that I worked with my own energy system, right? As I started learning about energy and my own ability to work with the subtle body. So I really can, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. So as you, and you come from a tech background, so you've got some of that science mind in you, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's used to be you know, network engineering and operations used to do all that now channel information. So it's, kind of, it's, it's all the way between very technical to very woo. And it is coming together. And I have noticed, you know, throughout my years of teaching Reiki that there have been a lot of engineers that do come that do want to learn more about this. So they do kind of go hand in hand and science now is proving 
<laughs> a lot of what we know as spiritual teacher, a lot of what I know, right, is being true and showing us the results. You know, I mentioned earlier tapping in EFT, it shows in the brain, which is something your book is starting to talk about, the thermographic, like showing the change that happens from one beginning to the other, right? It's amazing. Absolutely. That's uh, under thermography. It's not um, it, what the thermography is monitoring is even the pain levels. And so that's what I love to do with the thermography is that very simply, if you've ever had any type of injury or infection or whatnot, you've probably noticed that it generates some type of heat. You know, just it, most people have probably noticed that. And so what happens is the thermal camera a medical thermal imaging is able to pick up on heat from any type of illness or infection in the body. And so what I've been able to do, because basically after I healed myself, I thought people are going to think that I'm crazy, that I've been able to heal myself from this, this injury and, and be a complete train wreck to healing myself. People are going to think I'm nuts that it were. And so I just wanted to show people under medical equipment so they can really see it how it works. And so, uh, so that's what I would do is I'd take somebody under medical thermal imaging and let's say somebody has neck pain. What would happen then on the scan is that their neck shows all red with pain. And then I'll show them how to use their own mind to release the pain. And you literally see the scan turn from red to green as their pain goes away in real time. So it's so you can actually see that it's not just mind over matter. It's not pretending like the pain isn't there. There's real changes occurring. Yeah. So it's got to be really, you know, confirming and inspiring to keep going when you start to see it, actually see the pictures that's showing you the difference. It really does. But I did want to go back for a moment because we you talked about like that how optimism is such a great thing. And I know many times we can feel like, oh, I'm optimistic, yet you do talk about the idea of subtle emotions and how that starts to create a little gap. Let's talk about that for a moment. Absolutely. That was a major epiphany for me because I thought, first and foremost, when I worked in network engineering, I didn't even know that I had emotions other than what I was feeling in the moment. So the idea of subconscious emotions didn't exist to me at that time. You know, and we're talking, you know, 20 plus years ago now when I was injured. So at that time, I had no idea that the subconscious mind really um, could impact me. But one epiphany is this, is a lot of times people will look for the biggest trauma or the worst thing that happened to them or, um, you know, or even their biggest emotions. And what I started to realize was the importance of subtle emotions, that when we have an emotion that's subtle and we had it last week and we had it maybe yesterday or the week before or the week before, it could only mean one thing. It's that it's programmed in the subconscious mind. And so that was pivotal because of course emotions that are in our subconscious mind are the ones that have the ability to impact our health our life and and so that was a really powerful awareness for me and I, a lot of people overlook it they think and you know when we have fears or this that the other we go oh well you know it's not that big of a deal and we just kind of negate it rather than transform them and that was again a, just a big awareness and I think that is important because many times you don't understand, like, where's that gap? I want to feel better. I want to get well. I want to do this. I want to be abundant. I want to make money, right? Wherever it is for anybody. But yet underneath it is some energy that if we're stuffing it down or we're not aware of it, 
Sometimes that's what comes forward in ways that we don't want it to. Very important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not only that, but a lot of times we're so out of touch of what is really going on because as it's called the subconscious mind. And what was interesting also is that just even as I was you know, researching Freud's work and, and things like repetition compulsion or reenactments and the awareness that our brains do work in patterns. You know, if somebody's got a, a pattern of guilt or another person has a patterned way of feeling shame or upset or anger or whatever it is, you know, these patterns continue to play out. And, and that was one of the ways that I even started looking at multiple personality disorder is saying, oh, okay, well, different personalities have different patterns, different ways of thinking. And, and so that was really key is to, to getting results was reprogramming and repatterning the mind. So we, to really think and feel in a different way. Yeah, I agree. And you even talk about generational energy and ancestral energy and old patterns that trigger us. I think that's really important that we recognize that. A lot of pattern. And also what kind of happens on a, on a past life, current life um, awareness is that you know, when past lives come in, or uh, I'm sorry, when we come into this life, a lot of times what's happening is we're coming into the same energy that we were connected to in a past life. And a simple example is to think about, you know, if somebody, or a simple example is a country song comes in on a country station, a rap song comes in on a rap station, uh, and classical music comes in on classical music stations. So what happens is a lot of times from past lives, we also end up coming into this life in that vibration that's meeting us where we were. And so all these patterns can continue from past lives and they just re-imprint into our current brain. And so, um, and so creating that change and really reprogramming the mind from that place um, is just pivotal. It is, yes. And that is the work I do in the Akashic Records. What are those imprints? What did we bring forward? What triggered us in this lifetime to remember or hold those? Yes. So definitely, I can definitely understand that. And I think it's an important thing for people to understand. And again, it's not woo. I mean, it's not because we have these. And when I work with my clients, they embody it, they feel it, and they go, oh, yeah. And then the energy comes forward, and they're able to see, it, and we're able to start to break those patterns. So it is all very important what's underneath and in that subconscious layer for us to see. The more we can see it. Absolutely. Yeah. The more we can see it, the more we become aware of it, the more we can shift. It. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree. And then we start to create those new neural pathways. That's what's really key, creating those pathways and continue working with it. But before we get into some of that rewiring, let's just talk a moment. Let me ask this question. Like, what was that big breakthrough? So you're doing the research, you're understanding, like, what was that for you that really broke through to you and you started noticing where that healing was coming forward? You know, I mean, there were a lot of different breakthroughs, a lot. Um, I, I would say this, I would say one of them was that I really started to, uh, I would, understanding my mind, understanding my mind was key. So I, uh, one was this, is that I started thinking about which particular emotions could be affecting me. You know, if somebody's embarrassed, their face turns red or nervous stomach or, um, you know, some sexual thought sexual physical response, or even panic attack, you know, racing heart shortness of breath. So we could see that different emotions affect the body differently. And also at that time, you know, I was looking at Florence Scoville Shin and, and Louise Hay and, and looking at, you know, the awareness that, you know, there, there's a mind body connection, different emotions are connecting to different things and just, you know, amazing pioneers. 
And so in my own life, looking at, okay, well, what could be that mind-body connection? What could it be? And, uh, and so I had an issue with my nervous system. I had basically CRPS. So I had like a, simply put, it's like an abnormal neurological response. And so I started asking myself, you know, why, what's happening with my nervous system? Why am I having an abnormal response in my nervous system? What is going on? And, and that led me to understand that ultimately, basically, I had been triggered by 9-11 and the events of 9-11, even though I was not part of it. I didn't even realize that it, how much it was impacting me, but I had been on the phone with people in 9-11. And so the more I started to realize, okay, well, let me identify what was going on. Now, another insight from that was not just the event of 9-11. Because part of what happened from 9-11 was I had a feeling of expecting to die and wanting to die, all wrapped into one. And it was a patterned way of thinking and feeling. So in other words, had I just addressed that one trauma, that would not have changed because in my injury, I was also in a state of having that pattern of expecting to die, wanting to die, not wanting to live. It was all still wrapped up. So in other words, that pattern just continued on, continued on, continued on. So by finding the, a quote unquote trauma, if you will, then it led me to look at the patterned way of thinking and feeling and eradicate that. And that was really pivotal for me. Mm, yeah. Putting all those connections together. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And I think as you mentioned in your book, or was it the TED Talk I listened to, which was a great TED Talk, by the way, but like that whole idea of you being on the phone and that whole instance where the 9-11 occurred and you're on the other line. I mean, energy's coming through and you're picking up on that, well, right? That and who would have thought like, oh, you're over in LA, who would have thought, you know, that that would affect you that way? But it does. It really does. That and also, I don't know if you remember, but Probably after, and I'm sure everybody does. After 9 11, there were, you know, the heightened terrorist alert. Are we in red or are we in orange or what color? And so at the time, you know, I was working in telecommunications, network engineering and operations. And, and basically around my desk, there were TVs on every pillar. And so as I was working to try to just help people, because our network then in that area went down. All of this information was going on all around me that was being stored in my mind. You know, as I'm working with people and trying to help get their, you know, their their networks back up and all of that, there's all of this stuff happening where are we in red? Are we in orange? And I, that also really impacted me and got deep into my mind. And I didn't even realize it at the time. I was very out of touch with my emotions. It happens. It really does. And I know living right there at 9-11, it created a whole shift in what I do today. And sometimes when I get like, why do I do what I do? It's like, oh, yes, I remember I did take a vow. You could see. I mean, I could ride my bike and see the burn. I could smell. I lived in Port Washington at the time on Long Island and it was intense. And I was caught there. Like I couldn't even get into the city. I had to turn around and the closing down of all that energy. And like you said, the alerts. So we do have those kind of instances and they trigger other instances as well. So recognizing as you call them, and as I call them, imprints, how important that is. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then changing that pattern. And so that's one of the things that I'll see people get stuck in is a lot of times when they're wanting to heal, they're only looking at, oh, what is this trauma? And what is that trauma? And 
and even I, I recently actually had um, some case studies published in a medical journal. And in that, because of course we have like want to make the change, want healthcare to wake up and and really see and you know just make that change so everybody's aware. But uh, but in that there was even one of the subjects that I worked with had 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 her partner had committed suicide. And that was obviously a traumatic event. And yet to help her to release her pain, there was actually something completely different going on. And so, mm. so it's really understanding and, and tuning into the body and saying, what is the emotional pattern connected to this? Because if we think about it for a moment, there can be somebody who has PTSD, extreme PTSD, and yet they're not sick. And somebody else who has less less stress, so to speak, less negative, less trauma, and yet they have health issues. And so it's not just about intensity. It's also about understanding the specific emotions and really transforming those. It is. It, it is to me fascinating, which is one of the reasons I love to do the work I do. I'll share with myself. Um, it's been a while now. I had plantar fasciitis in my foot. And trying to do all the things you're supposed to do and heal and change the thing. And you know what? Ultimately, when it comes down to it, it's like me pushing too hard to figure out what my next step is. And so all my therapists working with me, I have teachers, of course, right? We work with our own teachers. Like, pause. You must slow down. You must just be present to where you are. And you think, no, I want my foot to get better. But that is what's going on, right? Pushing too hard, right foot, being just like, got to get there, got to get there. Oh. Yeah. Um, how long ago did you leave New York? I left New York, gosh, um, 2012. Gotcha. Yeah. So 12 years now. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. And I did take on, you know, contracts to help my parents. You know, my kids were moving out now. They were both off in their jobs after college. And now my contract's pretty much finished. My parents are both gone. My kids are now married. And Pushing, what's that next contract? What's that next contract instead of allowing? So I will say I'm not happy I have this foot thing going on, new shoes, all that, but I'm learning so much more about me and the work that I do and helping to understand even what pain is about. I've never had pain in my life. So yeah, physical pain anyway. <laughs> so Brandy, many people, and I'll include myself in this too, right, as mentioned, become really stuck in their own self-healing. Why do you think that is? You know, multiple reasons. I would say that there's a lot of misconceptions about working with the mind. One, of course, we already talked about was believing, believing it, it works. Um, and it takes more than, it takes more than belief. And again, if we just take it back to simplicity, and if we look at the awareness that different emotions impact the body in different ways, that is the biggest thing. If we can really look at that and create that change, you know, all the time I'll see people who are, um, you know, meditating and there are great ways to meditate and there are some not great ways to meditate. And I would say I was doing it in a not great way to where, I mean, sure, I could decrease my pain and, and um, mine was more like a coping mechanism and a checkout mechanism. I was checking out and I was doing a lot of guided meditations and whatnot. But I wasn't being real with what's real. And so I always tell people, don't check out, check in. Like, what's really going on? And so that, to me, was pivotal. And, and one thing that was pivotal, kind of to, to give you an idea of how much I was doing this, there was this point during my injury 
where one of my friends had uh, her aunt was dying and she asked me if I wanted to say goodbye. And, and of course, yes. And so she came over and picked me up and took me to her aunt's house. And as I went to go say goodbye, you know, she had her aunt had been in and out of consciousness. And for a while, you know, in those later days, stages, she had been in that phase for quite a while. And I said goodbye. And I also just it kind of shook me for a moment because I realized as I looked at her that that's what I looked like during the day because I had been so focused on being in a deep state of relaxation and just meditating and, and binaural beats and phantom phrase frequencies and theta state and delta state and all of these things, just trying to relax to get my body to heal. And that was pivotal for me to realize if that deep state of relaxation was all I needed to heal, then I would have healed years ago because I've been doing it for years and other people would heal. Nobody would be in this, you know, in and out of consciousness before they passed that would heal them. And so it really made me want to start amping my emotions. And so we had talked about optimism. And I mean, there's research from Harvard even and, and one study after another after another that shows the impact of optimism. So that's one thing. And I always you know, saw myself as an optimistic person. But in truth, I also had underlying fears that I had to release. So if I'm just looking at optimism. I was looking at one part of the equation, not really being honest. So when I started looking at what am I really feeling and then transforming that, it was pivotal. Yeah, I would say that there, there's a lot of things, but if just being real with what's real is so important. Yeah, and being really present. Because I know sometimes meditation can take us away or sometimes we can like be like in the chatter of the mind, which happens to most people, right? We get caught, we're thinking, got to go do this, got to go, oh, nope, I'm breathing. Oh, nope, I'm meditating. And sometimes even the guided meditations, we're off somewhere else and we're not present. But I do think being present is kind of what you're saying too, to what is real, what is going on. Absolutely, absolutely. Being present, being honest um, and uh, and being willing to make the real change. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So what was it? that really allowed you to heal? I mean, you've understood now, you're you're learning more about the mind, you've had these aha moments. Like, what was that next step for you? The next step was ultimately following through to repattern my mind to create a real change. That, that was pivotal. Being able to genuinely feel differently. That was pivotal. So I, I would say, yeah, repattern, yeah, re reprogramming, um, getting it in, identifying the specific emotion, identifying the specific patterns and genuinely changing them um, is key. And even I know it, in some ways it might sound simple, but even when I work with people under thermal medical equipment and they release their pain, that's exactly what I do. How I show it under medical equipment in a very short period of time is I have I help people to identify the specific pattern. And create that change. Then what's the follow-up? Making sure to follow through. So it becomes a new patterned way of thinking and feeling. And so it becomes a new norm. That That is key. It must become a new norm. If we go back into those old patterns, and I tell people that, you know, when they, when I help them to create that change, I'd say, you know, if you go back into the negative, the problem will come back. You've got that real change is key. And I think that is very key. 
Like we have to keep working with it. Lots of times people come and they have a session and they feel great. And then all of a sudden they're back and they, to their old habits, like, oh, well, it didn't work, but then they didn't do any other follow-up. And I think that's really important. Creating that new neuro pathway. Yeah. Well said. Absolutely. Creating the new neural pathway. So it's a genuine transformation is so important. Yeah. So important. It really is. Yeah. And being persistent. Well, what a great perspective you have added to my understanding of healing as well. Thank you so much. Yeah. And your book is amazing. It has so many great advices and ways to do it and to really work with it in case studies. So I definitely highly recommend it. I really do. Where would you like me to direct people to find you? Um, you can come to my website at brandygilmore.com. Uh, Gilmore has two L's. So it's G-I-L-L-M-O-R-E. And what's really great is you can even see on there working with people under medical equipment where you can actually see people working with the mind to create the shift and releasing their own pain and all kinds of things. So it's um, it's just incredible. And, and my book, it's available on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just truly incredible uh, what we're keeping. Yeah. And I'll put the link for your TED talk in there. That was really great. A little humor in there too. I really appreciate <laughs> it as well, for sure. Yeah. Now, do you work one-on-one? Do you teach? How do you work? Uh, yeah, a lot of what I do is I do video courses or classes um, because ultimately to me, what I really love is for each person to be empowered. So I love to teach people how to use their own mind because I think at the end of the day, um, there are a lot of things we can outsource. Somebody can work on your car or your computer or whatever it is. But when it comes to our minds, I think we all really need to be empowered and know how they work and and how to transform it and create the life that we want and heal ourselves. And so um, mostly yeah. classes and, and, uh, and courses and video sets. I love it. Yeah. yeah. What is your mission? This is what I want is that, are you familiar with the four minute mile? Um, the four minute mile is basically, it was, it used to, people used to think it was impossible to run a five, a mile in under four minutes. And then eventually Roger Bannister was able to run it. And after he did, more and more people started running it. Now it's become a new norm. And what I see all the time is as people are learning to how to use their mind and then they release pain or they heal from this. And then they go, oh my gosh, Brandy, I was able to do this. And I was able, like, I want every single person to be happy and healthy and empowered and know how to use their mind and and uh, to heal themselves and to change their lives. That's That's my mission. I stand with you on that mission. I do. Yeah. I like that. I'm in good company. Yes. Then. I like sure. that. Yeah. <laughs> so as we go to close, and I know we've kind of said this throughout, I just like to leave our listeners with a really beautiful, uplifting thought. How would you say that the work that you're doing with your studies, with your book, Master Your Mind and Energy to Heal Your Body, can help to empower the spirit right now? Because we can all make a change. We don't have to go through hardship or trauma or negativity or hurt or illness that you know, I've had people, even when I get off stage from speaking, they'll come up to me and say, I've had people say, I wish I had the same injury that you did so I could change my life like that. And I'm like, but you don't need it. Just change. Like the injury was not the gift. Most people, what I have had, what I had don't get better. It wasn't a gift Change is, And I think the more that all of us change and allow more spirit and universe and God and energy, whatever you want to call it into our lives, uh, the more it becomes pivotal for all of us. And, um, right now <laughs> yeah right yeah, now today. the more we can allow yeah bring the messages in have belief in that force within us yeah thank you thank you so much for joining us today Absolutely.
Thank you so much, Terry. It has been such a pleasure connecting with you. You're beautiful. To your spirit. Yes, what a powerful mission. Helping people to be empowered through understanding how the mind works to heal. As a side note, we paused the interview and Brandy offered me a healing for my foot. What came forward later that day was amazing and totally unexpected through some generational energy I had been working on for the past year or so. Yes, my foot is feeling better. We can all do this work. We can learn how to make changes and we don't have to go through trauma or illness to do this. The injury is not the gift. Change is. Allow spirit into your life. All the links for Brandy will be in the show notes. It is time for change. It is time to awaken the power each of us has within. You don't have to stay stuck or caught in the old patterns of your life. It is possible to step forward. And if you're ready to make these changes, schedule a complimentary spiritual breakthrough call with me. And let's talk about how you can awaken to your power as you awaken to the energy of spring. Thanks again for listening. This is your host, Terry Ann Hyman. To your spirit, namaste. The season of spring is all about radiating your light and planting your seeds of manifesting. Have you had some classes in energy work? Maybe a Reiki certification, crystal energy? Do you recognize that you're empathic but don't really know how to work with the energy body to align your vibration? Do you get drained easily by other people's energy? My next Soul Work 101 program is for you. In this program, we begin with the basic understanding of how to feel your aura. Yes, feel the aura so that you can create healthy energy boundaries. Did you know that the aura of an empath is quite different than the aura of other people? Join me for a master class on the aura of an empath happening on March 6th. Experience the class and see how this can help you. The link to join will be in the show notes.